Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy G. Hi, everybody. This is Sean C. I guess. You might remember us from the Pie Factory podcast. Then again, you might not. And whenever we're not recording the Pie Factory podcast, we're li- what, what, listening. What's the matter? What's going on? <laughs> what's going <laughs> on? Wow. Gesundheit. The SNES podcast. What do you think? Better, uh, I think you better go wipe. Not that kind of podcast. Oh, well. Hi, Greg. Everybody, this is Greg, aka Soblazer, host of the Super NES Podcast. This is episode number 34 of the podcast, and this one I'm doing by myself, uh, mostly because of time commitments. Uh, this is a very busy time of the year for me, as I'm sure it is, like a lot of other people uh, listening to this podcast, with the holidays starting to, the holidays starting to gear up. I'm actually recording this before Thanksgiving uh, and getting ready to fly down to, to Tennessee to, to, to see my parents like for a week. Uh, I thought this would get recorded after the holidays, uh, mostly because I still have to do some editing and some fine-tuning on the podcast before I can post it, and, and I just really don't have time for it like right now. Uh, so, I, so because my time was so tight, I wanted to pick a kind of a simple game to look at like this podcast. So we once again are going to be looking at we are going to be looking at a port of a classic beloved arcade game in this podcast. We're looking at this we're looking at the Super NES port of the classic arcade game Miss Pac-Man. Uh, still the most popular American produced arcade like arcade video game of all time. 
uh, released back in 1982. Uh, it sold originally 115,000 cabinets uh, during its initial run and have sold additional units uh, because Namco is still making uh, the game in the form of the 20th, 25th, 25th anniversary uh, cabinets that you see at places like the Busters, like another like uh, modern arcades uh, back in this day and age. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about this version. I knew this game had been ported to Super NES, but I never have really played it before in the past. This Pac-Man is one of my most favorite arcade games. Not in my top five, but right up there. I enjoy it more than Pac-Man. Um, it's a very fun game. I have a lot of history and memorabilia um, and nostalgia like, uh, like for the games still. And they, um, I checked out this version recently and found out just how good it was and all the enhancements that it has onto it. So we're going to be talking about this, uh, talk about this port of the game uh, in this podcast. In case you out there have not have not tried this version of the game and why you should, and the pros and cons of it. Now I should start off by saying that I'm not going to really go into any kind of uh, detail about what Miss Pac-Man is. I'm assuming everybody out there knows what the game is and how to play it. If for some reason you've not, welcome to Earth. I hope you enjoy your time here. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I'm also not going to go into the history uh, history of the game or or, or, or say a turbulent uh, origin. Uh, I, there are many other great podcasts out there that have covered this uh, in far more depth and uh, topic uh, than I myself have. Uh, you can go to, like, for example, the Pie Factory. They recently did an episode an episode of Miss Pac Man, like we talk about the history of the game. So um, I don't see any need to reinvent the wheel. I, I don't have anything new to like to say about this here. Um, so. Um, so, if you're interested in learning learning more about the history history of this game, you can check out one of those great podcasts. I like the Pie Factory. Um, so, there are five major differences with, with like the Super NES version of Miss Pac-Man. And let me start off by saying, first of all, this version of the game is very close to very close to the version of the game that was also made for the Mega Drive slash Genesis, Master System, and the NES. And those versions will have these same kind of pros and cons that the Super NES version does. I picked the Super NES port partly because this is a Super NES podcast, and also partly because I think that the graphics and music are a little bit better, uh, uh, like in the Super NES version uh, of this game, than the, the, those other versions that I offered. Um, and the controller, I think, is a little bit, little bit better suited to the game uh, than those other uh, versions of the game. We'll talk about the controller, the controller, and, and play, playing options here uh, later on. But um, this game was ported by Digital Clips, who had a very long history of, of doing a lot of uh, arcade and classic and classic console game conversions uh, to more modern systems. In the United States, the game was released by Williams. I'm not sure why that is. Uh, I'm guessing Williams at the time uh, had the had the rights to the home versions of uh, of the game because said because obviously Miss Pac-Man is, is like plays owned by Namco. Um, in Europe, the game was released by a combination of Midway and THQ, and it came out pretty late in Super NES's life. It got released in September, in September of 1996. I couldn't find any sales figures as to how well the game sold in the U.S., but the Genesis version of the game sold almost a million copies. So I have to think the Super NES version probably sold comparable to that, since those two versions of the game are very, very close like to one another. So, um, those five major changes uh, of Miss Pac-Man Super NES. Let's go down the list, like... Uh, the list by one by one here. The first, the the, the first thing you're going to notice right away is the scrolling of the game. This is a deliberate decision on the decision on the hands of Digital Eclipse because, as you may know about, 
Uh, it was quite a challenge trying to port old arcade games to modern to modern consoles uh, back in the eighties and nineties because the main difficulty, besides the processor power not uh, processor power not quite being adequate for the task, usually, is the abstract. Um, sorry, is the abstract. Uh, try that again. Uh, the abject uh, resolution. In other words, you're trying to fit a game that was probably created for a vertical monitor onto a horizontal TV set and trying to figure out how to, like, how best to fit the resolution like onto that. Um, the, the developers of the, of the, of the, of the Portabus Pac-Man decided to do a scrolling maze format uh, to try to get around the limitations uh, that were existing in TV sets in the mid-90s. You only see about two-thirds of the maze on the screen like in like one point. I know some people are going to consider this to be a negative. Uh, Ferg, when I talked to him about this version of the game, uh, said he didn't like that. I see it as a necessary evil. Uh, if, they, if they tried to put the whole game onto to fit onto a single screen, it would, it would look very squashed. It would have been very hard to see all the objects, like all the like all the dots, like all the dots and monsters and everything. So. Um, I think it works pretty well. The scrolling was very smooth, and because you can see, and you can see enough of the maze, that doesn't really become a problem. You know what's going on around you, and and the uh, the scrolling fits and works very well to make it as, as minimizing a hassle a hassle to you as possible. So, um, so we, uh, so the scrolling is you know, the, the, the scrolling is okay. Um, it really they really wouldn't get around that problem until more. Powerful TVs uh, with the high def and widescreen features really became available during the 2000s. A modern versions of the modern versions of the game, such as the one, such as the one you could have on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network, uh, do fit full screen because they're fully running because they're fully running like the uh, the arcade code. This version of the game does run the arcade go code. It was just tweaked, like I said, uh, with the screen resolution and a couple other changes here. Changes here also uh, like to make it work better. Major difference too, you have the pack booster. This is kind of equivalent to the speed mode option upgrade that was available for some of the arcade cabinets uh, back in the day. Uh, what this is is that you have the option the game turns either on or off, and if it's on, it allows Miss Pac-Man to go super speed. Uh, you can and you can set this either by having it. Uh, Speed on demand, that is, you push a button on the controller to turn on the pack booster, or it's always on. Um, and you can see if the pack booster's on because there's little lines uh, that appear behind Miss, uh, Miss Pac Man. If you've played any of the more modern Pac Man games, like Pac Man Championship Edition or Pac Man DX, uh, you'll know right away uh, what this looks like. Um, so. Um, it's very equivalent to playing the game on a boosted uh, Miss Pac-Man machine from back in the 80s. It is a little bit hard to try to remember, um, to try to get the hang of trying to control Miss Pac-Man at the speed. So there are so there are, so, so there are times we're going to make a few turns, but turns by accident. Um, however, once you start playing the game in this version, I don't think you can go back to, to the original slow mode. It really makes it a lot of fun, and it really helps to uh, it really helps to speed up the gameplay, like enhance it. Major difference three, you have a um, difficulty levels. Uh, there are four difficulty levels uh, to choose from. There's easy, normal, hard, and crazy. From what it looks like from, from, from the, the, the research, research I, did, I did in this game and from playing the game uh, myself, uh, easy is just simply a very childlike version of the game. Uh, like young players, people who are people who are, who are not very good at Miss Pac-Man. Normal is equivalent to the uh, arcade game with standard settings. 
Hard is the equivalent of the arcade machine if it was tweaked uh, by the difficulty settings uh, that turned all the way up. Um, it's a little bit harder than this Pac-Man, but not very really impossible. Crazy, however, really gives you a challenge. And if you're experienced uh, as Pac-Man player or a veteran of the game, I highly recommend playing the game all the time in crazy mode because really, because really, did, did add, did add like a lot of fun enhancements. Um, the major differences with crazy the, 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 the difficulty levels, which are most evident in crazy mode, is the enemies all move faster, um, and the power pellets. Uh, do not uh, keep the keep the ghosts as blue as long uh, at the earlier levels, um, and a couple other small like small tweaks. Um, another like another change another change that the game has, uh, which is option number uh, four, is you can start at like any stage you want to. You can start uh, from stage one to seven, and a um, and so let's talk about the uh, option like option number five. Uh, which is the mazes. Uh, there are four different sets of mazes that you uh, mazes that you pick from, like in this game. You can have the classic arcade mazes, which are the four mazes that, uh, like the original Miss uh, Miss Pac Man machine, uh, all played in their original like arcade order. Um, there's also mini. Uh, these are six different mazes that you pick from that all that uh, that all fit on the screen at once. They don't do any scrolling like the regular mazes that uh, uh, mazes do. This is good for if you want a short game or if you really want a challenge because the mazes are smaller. Uh, the enemies are able to lock onto Miss Pac-Man a lot faster, and there's a lot less room to maneuver. So it's a really good challenge. There's also available big, um, which are which are, which are ten mazes that are the opposite of mini. Uh, they look like uh, Miss Pac-Man mazes, like the mini ones do, but they require a lot of screen scrolling. Uh, these are really big, challenging, difficult, uh, difficult mazes. But the most fun mazes and the most challenging ones are the so-called strange mazes. Uh, some of them are borrowed from the, from the big and mini um, uh, a maze pack, and there's a total of 27 mazes that are available in strange mode. So um, if you're playing strange mode, you'll get a mix of mazes from arcade uh, mini and uh, uh, a mini and a uh, big, but you also get the strange mazes, and they're strange because they don't use the same. Um, I don't want to describe this. They don't use the same aspect ratios or maze creation rules or dimensions that the regular mazes do. Uh, for example, one maze will have in the beginning, uh, toward the bottom, to the left and right of Miss Pac-Man, these corners that are very, very narrowly clinched. You would swear Miss Pac-Man could fit in between those, the, the, uh, 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 those corner gaps, but they can't. Uh, she has to go all the way around. So, uh, so, so, so it makes for some challenging gameplay because you're trying to remind yourself you can't go that short way. You've you got to go around. Speaking about going around, another thing I've noticed uh, noticed in Crazy Mazes is that there'll be long tunnels where there's no entrance or exits. So you have to look ahead to look ahead before you start going into this uh, this passageway because once you're in, you can very easily get trapped because of the length of it, and you can need to realize where the monsters are, like and everything else like that, uh, so you don't get like trapped like while you're in there. Uh, again, if you're a challenging player, I highly recommend the combination of playing with speed booster, speed booster, all the, speed booster on all the time, crazy, crazy difficulty level, and strange mazes. It makes for an almost to- totally new game, which will really test your Miss um, Pac-Man playing like playing skills. Um, unfortunately, the game stops. The, the, unfortunately, the game stops like after like the the, the the game stops after like the game stops like after like level thirty-two. So. Um, 
uh, unlike the arcade game, which goes all the way up to about 137 or so before the before the kill screen happens. Um, 32 mazes still gives you gives you a very nice challenge. Like it's a very like long game. If you get good enough, you probably like play through like an hour or so. Um, the last major option of the game, which actually I kind of miscounted, is actually kind of six six major major six major change change of the game, is the alternating two player option. Um, there's still available single player mode and regular two player mode, uh, in which it operates like the arcade game in which like when two players trade off playing. There's also the alternating the alternating mode, uh, however, um, in which you can cooperate or compete like one another. In cooperative play, when one player eats like eats power pellet, the other player slow down and cannot eat any ghosts until the effects wear off, or until the weakened player eats power pellet to counteract the effects. So that's very challenging, in the sense that uh, both of you are playing the maze at the same time, but you're not helping one another. In co- uh, the opposite of this is cooperative play. Uh, again, both players are on the maze are on the maze at the same time. Um, there's no downsides, benefits like for eating like a power pellet, and the two players work to work together to, try to work together to clear the maze as fast as, as fast as possible. And there's a total uh, uh, and there's a total score like for both players. In both modes, bumping into one another will cause like, college, the like, college pack to fly off in the opposite direction. Um, so they so this is really a nice way to nice way to play the game like a friend. Uh, it, it helps to it helps to add some competitive and, and some replay value, especially if you're doing the uh, the strange mazes. So that's a very like nice feature to it. The downsides of the game are. Well, if you, well, I don't consider the scrolling uh, aspect to be downside. Like I said before, the programmers did this and this are evil. Uh, there's two. There's two big downsides of the game uh, that I know of. Uh, one is the controls. Obviously, this is a maze game. And a maze game like Miss Pac-Man would uh, Pac-Man would like to play best if you have the if you have available to you a four-stick joystick, a true dedicated four-stick joystick like the original machine had, was not possible to be able to get a diagonals. Because if you try to play this game with a with an eight-stick, uh, sorry, like an eight-way joystick or any other kind of um, a joystick that operates with diagonals, chances are you'll get Miss Pac-Man hung up in corners trying to like make turns and whatnot. So playing with playing with a true four-way joystick. Whether you're playing it either either Super NES or an emulation um, or, or what have you is the best way to go about it. Failing that, a pad's a very good way to work because the pad's also locked in to doing like four directions. So the Super NES pad controller, I think, works very well to play this game, and is one reason that's at the beginning of the podcast why I favor the Super NES version of this game a little bit a little bit better over the Genesis one because I think the pad of Super NES is a little bit more responsive uh, of the game than, than, than the Genesis version is. The pad's not perfect; it does take a little bit. To just take like a bit, to just take like a bit to get used to, uh, but the uh, but the pad works very well uh, in navigating Miss Pac-Man around the maze once you get the hang of it. Failing that, another way you can play the game very effectively, 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 uh, like an emulation, is like to use um, a keyboard. Uh, use the up and down key and left and right arrow keys, or use the or use WASD configuration. Uh, the keyboard keys work very well getting this Pac-Man like around the maze. So we have those options of, like available to you, like being able to navigate uh, navigate Miss Pac-Man. The biggest downside of the game, not really a game breaker, but one you need to be aware of that kind of hurts the fact that this is not really a true port like of the game, um, is that the, the, the mazes have some. Um, sorry, the, the ghosts. The, the ghosts have some odd behavior. 
um, it's pretty much effectively wrong, uh, like versus the arcade machine. Uh, all four ghosts in, the, in, in this version of the game uh, operate like operate to the like, operate like Blinky's supposed to. Uh, uh, each ghost. Like each ghost, like goes at different speed. Uh, whereas in the arcade, all the ghosts are the same speed except for Blinky, um, when there's only a few dots left. Also, the power pills last longer than in the arcade. Like even at the highest difficulty level, and level 17 is the only stage of the power pill where the power pills don't work at all. Uh, they actually they actually work in all the levels uh, 19 up. Uh, if they don't like in the arcade. So, like I said. Even though this, uh, so, uh, so for those reasons, I don't consider this to be a port of the arcade game per se. That is, I don't think it's actually running the actual arcade code. I think Digital Eclipse just simply took the game arcade code and reprogrammed it uh, to be able to work best in Super NES. So um, the ghost behavior is a little bit disappointing, but it's not really like a deal breaker. It's just something you should be aware of if like like playing the if you're playing this game. It's not going to be quite arcade perfect. Um, Really, with the worry really of like the different the, the different ghost power pellet behavior and the power up um, uh, speed up uh, option mode and the higher difficulty levels and new mazes, this really also feels like a sequel. Kind of thinking of this as like a Miss Pac Man two or what have you. Maybe the best way to go about playing this. So this is so on so all in all, this is a great version of the a great version of the game. If you've not played Miss Pac Man before, maybe on the Super NES, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, once you get the hang of the controllers. Um, the, I highly suggest playing it at the, at the high, at the, at the crazy difficulty level, like the strange mazes. It makes for an all-new game. It's really a lot of fun. It's definitely Miss Pac-Man. Uh, uh, like those, like twist, the twist and different things involved in it, and it really makes it like a blast to play. So, because this is an old arcade game, because it was, um, and because it was, and because it was like fairly, uh, 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 fairly popular. This is not an expensive game to get a hold of, uh, but even like in complete version. I found 102 versions of this game, uh, sorry, listings of this game currently active on eBay of 177 that recently sold. Recently sold prices, this includes shipping. Uh, the cart or the cart of the game ran anywhere from 4 to four to 15 bucks, and you can get a CIB for $9.50 to $20. To $20. So as far as Super NES games goes, this really is, this really is kind of cheap. There was, even, there was even a couple there was even a couple of sealed copies of the game that sold recently uh, for thirty bucks. So all in all, this is really like a great version of the game. Uh, there's no harm in playing this in emulation, like versus like the Super NES, especially if you want to like try to play the game like versus the keyboard, um, or if you want to use save states to, to, to save your progress or your progress like in the game. Um, but uh, like either way, this is definitely a really great version of the game. No, it's not arcade perfect. Um, but if you, but the addition of all these new features added to it, the the competitive uh, two-player mode, the strange mazes, the crazy difficulty level, the power boosts, really makes for a fun game. You get the hang of the scrolling controllers and the controllers of the game before very long, and it's really like a blast to play. So all in all, that's my recommendation. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, thank you everybody for taking the time to listen to this. I'm not quite sure what the next episode, the, the episode of the podcast, is going to be. Um, I'm going to give some thought. Uh, please stay tuned to the social media sites, uh, uh, such as such our Facebook page. I like to be uh, to find out what's up next. There's no there's no tips or cheats or tactics for the or, or, or hint codes like this game that I found by the way. Uh, so so unfortunately, there's no cheat codes like the game like a whatnot. Um, if you want to give any questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, whatever, uh, you can reach my Facebook page. You can also feel free to send me an email directly to our email at the snespodcast@yahoo.com. Uh, thank you again for everybody out there for listening for listening to this podcast, and take care. 
Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.